You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 76. Well, hey there, welcome back to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and today we are talking all about how PMOs can lead change, a three-step process. This episode is sponsored by Cyforma. Strengthen your PMO and make an impact by powering your decision-making. Cyforma PPM is a project portfolio management software that will centralize your projects, planning, and resources into one system. Use this data, portfolio simulations, health scores, status overviews, and more to drive your strategy delivery decisions. Learn more at pmostrategies.com forward slash 076. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash 076. So we're going to dive into why PMOs are in the perfect position to lead change within organizations and why it's time for PMOs to transition to chief transformation officers. And I cannot wait to dive into this. So with me today is Valerie Zeller. Valerie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Let me tell you a little bit about Valerie before we dive in. She is Cyforma's chief marketing officer, and as such, she is responsible for planning, developing, implementing, and monitoring the overall business marketing strategy of Cyforma's PPM solution, which you can learn more about here at the PMO Impact Summit. Valerie is a growth strategist with more than 20 years of experience launching innovative software and middleware solutions in the US and Europe. And as a marketer, software enthusiast and process optimizer, I love that, her goal is to develop (laughs) solutions that increase organizations' productivity, which is huge. And all before you dive in, if you know anything about me, if you're, you know, I will tell you that if you're an impact driver, marketing is super, super important. In fact, if you've been a part of or heard of the Impact Engine PMO training program I run, I have a whole lesson dedicated to marketing communications because marketing is all about helping to connect the pain, the pain point somebody has, like your stakeholders, like your business leaders, with the value that you bring to the table, with the solution that you have to solve that business pain point. So I think it's super important that we hear a marketing perspective on the opportunity that we have as PMO leaders to drive greater impact by making that transformation transition. So again, Valerie, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to dive in. Are you ready? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So (laughs) Let's start with some how, okay? So in order to understand and help understand the how PMOs can lead change, can you first start by explaining why they should be the ones leading that change and why that's so important? 
Sure, thank you, Laura, for the introduction. My answer to your question will be based on the discussion and interaction I've had with our clients for the past five years. Most of them are PMOs in, in large enterprise or mid-sized companies. And some of them feel very successful. They are able to lead change, they are able to drive strategy execution, they are able to provide guidance to the decision makers. But some others struggle. They feel a lack of executive engagement and they don't know how to add value to their organization. Mm -hmm. So this discussion is for them because the world is changing, project management is changing, and PMOs need to reinvent their role. And some can do it with a lot of success. Some don't know how. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think we should have this discussion today. And of course, you know, the, the world is changing. For the past 10 years, we have been witnessing um, constant disruption in the way we live, in the way we work, in, in the way we think. Of course, digital transformation is, is on everybody's mind. And mm -hmm. it's really a must for every organization that wants to survive. A few months ago, I was part of a discussion with a, with a, a team from Cisco. The team who wrote the book, Orchestrating Digital Transformation. And the discussion was led by one of the authors, Joël Barbier. This book is based on interviews with major companies around the world, and its goal is to provide a digital framework, a, fra a practical framework to implement digital transformation. Mm -hmm. And one of their first recommendations was to create a new role, the chief mm -hmm. transformation officer. And this chief transformation officer would lead change efforts across departments, across the organization. And my first reaction was, why? the PMO or the EPMO should be the chief transformation officer mm -hmm. because projects are the agent of change. They always have been. And you need project and programs to drive a strategic change. You need project and programs to deliver a new service internally. Mm -hmm. You need project and program to bring a new product to market. Right. So, the PMO is idly positioned. He has a, a complete view on all the project, program, and portfolio. He can right. make sure resources are allocated to the most strategic project. He can prioritize projects that deliver maximum value against digital transformation. Right. So to answer your question, that's why I think PMOs are idly positioned to be the chief transformation officer within an organization. Absolutely. And that's really what many organizations are facing right now is not just incremental improvement, but real evolution, real transformation in order to evolve to meet the shifting business needs, the shifting markets, the response to global pandemics. I mean, people and organizations are needing to transform and become something else in order to not just survive, but thrive. And interestingly, my last role as an employee, I spent uh, 15 years inside organizations as a PMO leader. My last role as a PMO leader was actually called, I was actually running the business transformation office. So, and it's funny because my executive kept saying, this isn't a PMO. And I said, hmm, it looks like a PMO. It acts like a PMO. It smells like a PMO. It's, you know, functions like a PMO. I think it's a PMO, right? But, but there's this, gap and understanding of what a PMO should be doing, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people will assume the PMO is all about the administrivia, right? It's mm -hmm. about the administrative overhead and the box checking and all of that. 
and driving the insights to make decisions, but not just the actual work, the transformational work, right? So it's funny that this is what we're talking about here today, because that was my own experience is that in the beginning of my career in 1999, when I built my first PMO, I didn't even know it was called that, right? <laughs> it was just the, the engine that made the impact happen is how I think of it today, right? Mm. And then over my career it was different roles, different names, sometimes PMO, sometimes a department PMO, sometimes an enterprise PMO, sometimes a shared services function, and then other times organizational change and transformation, and then ending with a business transformation function. And that was seven years ago, but I was working in an organization that had really big transformation work to do, right? And that I think is the really unique opportunity because if you look at the mechanism underneath all of that, it was all the same mechanisms for driving change. Mm -hmm. And obviously you saw it like, well, hello, this kind of smells like a PMO to me, right? <laughs> yeah. You're doing it right. And that's mm -hmm. the thing. And that's the real opportunity is it's the, I think you've explained the why very clearly. And I know we'll talk about the how and what that looks like, but you got to do it right. And you won't be, as a PMO leader, tapped on the shoulder to run the big transformation if they don't think you can have a seat at the table in helping them drive that change in a big way. So if they see you as administrative overhead, if they see you as the report generator, right, then you're not necessarily going to be tapped on the shoulder and invited into those bigger transformational conversations because they don't yet see you as a strategic business partner. So I think this is an incredible opportunity for PMO leaders, but they've got to know how to kind of really take advantage of that. So let's talk about that a little. So we know organizations need to change. And like you said, projects are the agent of change. And we agree that PMOs are ideally positioned if they know that it's about the outcomes they're helping the organization achieve, not just the outputs they're helping them create, right? That they're uniquely positioned and best qualified to do this. So how? How do PMO leaders practically go about being the one to lead change in this bigger kind of strategic transformational way? Yeah, you're totally right. It's not an easy change because they must evolve from guardians of the schedule into right. guardians of the strategy execution. And, right. and, and it's a complicated process. For me, it begins with data. Before becoming a chief transformation officer, the PMO must become a chief insights officer. Mm. And who wants the data on the future or who wants the data on the strategy, right, for the PMO? Right. And at Cyforma, we have developed this idea that the, the PMO can position is organization for the future with change analytics. Mm, okay. So in this vision, the first step towards digital transformation is data visibility, data centralization in the cloud, like a single version of the truth. PPM is the system of record and the PMO owns the knowledge base, right. the resource information, the future capacity, Right. the program's risk and issues, the project interdependencies and, and outcomes. Right. So that's the first step, data visibility. Okay. Once we have achieved data visibility, then it's much easier to focus on automate the repeatable processes. Yes. So the next step is process automation. Yes, exactly. Once you have data visibility, and you have process automation, then you can focus on using the data to make faster, quicker decisions with predictive analytics. 
Mm-hmm. And the data visibility, the process automation, the, the change analytics, the predictive analytics are so important because they enable business model agility. Yes. Because what is business model, model agility? This is the capacity of an organization to answer quickly to market change, exactly. respond quickly to customer needs, and lead change in an effective and cost-effective and productive way. Mm-hmm. So you see, once we have data visibility, we have process automation, and we are able to play with data to predict the outcome of decision, it's much easier to change, to adapt, and to compete on different factors like price, operational efficiency, customer experience, or product innovation. So that is why these steps are important. Data visibility, process automation, predictive analytics. And so this type of data that the PMO own. So it, it begins with data visibility and analytics. Wow, that's so good. See, what I've been telling PMO leaders, especially in 2020, is that this is an incredible opportunity for PMO leaders to step up and have their seat at the table in answering the critical business questions that business leaders are asking right now, because you're exactly right. Business leaders are needing to shift and many of them overnight, right? Whether it's a market shift or a business change, a merger and acquisition or a global pandemic, right? Business leaders are having to say, okay, where's all my information? Who's doing what? What are we focused on? How do we need to shift to respond to the changes that are happening to us And that's where the opportunity is for PMO leaders because they hold the keys to the questions and the answers that business leaders have. Like, what if we have to let go of our contingent workforce? What if we have to slow these down and pick these up, right? What if we have to accelerate? All these what if scenarios, you've got to have the information so that you can ask those questions. You need the insights. You can't have that if you don't have that kind of underlying infrastructure of that information. And the other thing I've been telling PMO leaders, which you're hitting on, which I think will kind of lead into where we're going next, which is we've got to move beyond the administration of getting that information together, right? We've got spreadsheets on all these different people's desktops. We don't know where the real information is. We go into a meeting as a PMO leader, start telling our business leaders what's going on and somebody pipes up, that's not where things really are, right? Because you have disparate information all over the place. And you can't possibly forecast, predict, prepare for the future, shift as the needs of the organization are shifting, pivot and respond to changes that are happening if you don't have that automated infrastructure in place that helps you make real-time decisions. So this is an incredible opportunity for PMO leaders. And I've been telling them, this is your chance to step up and step into that role. And if you've ever been called administrative overhead or box checkers or whatever, it might be because that's where you're showing your value. And really, you know, when they talk about artificial intelligence, you know, taking over PMOs, good, because if your PMO is all administrative and data, you know, data (laughs) analysis and manual reporting, then they should be automating that stuff. (laughs) So that PMO leaders can step up, they can evolve, their PMOs can evolve, earn their seat at the table and have a much more strategic role in helping the organization deliver on strategy. And so I think this is awesome. This is where we should be going. And, and, we, and we can discuss also a little bit the type of data yeah. the PMO could gather. For example, it, it can be resource information. There are already 
gatekeepers of resource information and yeah. on their own forecasting capacity. But by collaborating with HR, they could develop a talent optimization system, yeah, including skills, affinities, interest to really yeah. prepare the workforce uh, for tomorrow's challenges. And I think it's really important, especially right now, because companies need to integrate the new generation. The, yeah. the millennials and the Gen Z, the famous Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. The Gen Z, they are, they are looking for positions where their value and, and impact can be felt immediately. Yeah. They yeah. want to be supported by the, with the latest technology. They yeah. want employers to take a holistic approach to their career and personal yeah. journey. They want fluidity, fluidity of workspaces, of processes, structure. It's funny because a few years ago, when I entered the workforce, yeah, just uh, a few. Yes, <laughs> my, sorry. My, my my success depended on adapting to the real world, on, yeah. on molding myself after an older mentor. Yeah, but it's really different now because we need to adapt more to the new generation. They yeah. they need to adapt than the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Because they know more about the digital world we are competing in than we do. <laughs> so we need them more than, than they need us in a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe the resource management and work management system of the future will change a lot. They will get a lot more sophisticated because yeah. they need to include a lot of the, a full spectrum of personal attributes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm thinking maybe the risk management of the future will look like Tinder or Match.com. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, PMO need to gather this resource information. Also, of course, project and program information, but they need to tie project success metrics like on time and within budget with factors like project uh, size, project scope, project team, project leader, so they can develop a project selection score. Yeah. They can anticipate the project failure or roadblocks. Because digital transformation is about speed, they Mm -hmm. need to introduce uh, metrics focused on speed. Yeah. Like time to market, time to value, benefits realization. That's the type of information they need to be gathering. And finally, process. Which mm-hmm. methodology or mix of methodology works best for this project and analyzing processes and how to make them work even better. So I think that's the first step of yeah. the PMO. Before becoming a chief transformation officer, they have to become chief insights officer. Uh, <laughs> I love it. The data. Okay, so let's talk about it. Okay, we've sold all of our PMO leaders. They've got to become those chief insight officers. And then what, right? So then in their evolutionary journey, once they've mastered all of that, then, and we know that PMO leaders, they they do play, and the PMO in general should be playing a role in driving change in an organization. And so we're starting with the data that we already know, and we are starting with this role of chief insight officers. What's next? We've talked about, we then go into this chief transformation officer that we mentioned, but how do you make that transition? How do you make your own transformation professionally into that chief transformation officer so that you can do things like the last role that I had inside an organization, which was really around business transformation. And frankly, I had a seat at the table. I was in meeting with the CEO and COO, all the C-suite executives in a large global organization on a regular basis. 
because we were doing big transformation work, which is what they're focused on. So how does a PMO leader make that next transition, that next step up? So we could see that as a three-step process. Okay. So first process by driving bottom to top strategic alignment. Mm-hmm. So with a PPM system like Cyforma, for example, you can collect ideas, you yeah. can rank them, score them, and then you can define workflows to route them to the relevant parties. Right. Once you have screened ideas, they can become project proposal. Mm-hmm. And so with a system like that, the PMO can score and rank the project proposal and on different selection criteria and including strategy alignment. Mm-hmm. So strategic alignment answer the question with what strategy does this project proposal align? Exactly. And yeah. the answer to this question sh- should be very clear and should yeah. demonstrate an alignment with the corporate strategy. Right. If we don't have this clarity, then the project proposal can be ignored. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the first step. Easy, easy to do, but already big step. Right, right. <laughs> the second step, it's by executing top to bottom strategic change. Because strategic alignment is only a, a byproduct of corporate strategy. It does nothing to promote the long-term competitive advantage of the company. But strategy execution answers the question, what project should we create, should we develop to execute this corporate strategy or this strategic initiative? Right. So strategy is first, project follows. And to answer this question, you need the data visibility, the process automation we discussed before. Right. And that's how the PMO can really position himself as the chief transformation officer because he's the one able to answer the the question. Mm. And the last step is strategy formulation. So strategy formulation is answer the question, which strategies should we pursue given what we know about project capacity, talent pool, and our track record, our assessment of similar initiative? Mm. And you can see that for the last step, we really need the PMO. It's the only one that can answer this question. Yeah. And it relies on those insights that you have from your insight role, right? Exactly. You need to have that information in order to be able to advise if you're going to be able to be successful in delivering on this strategic objective in a way that makes it worth it to do in the first place. Exactly. So for me, for the PMO, the strategy is clear. The yeah. PMOs, you need to harness the power of the data. Yeah. You need to enter this era of the strategic PMO mm-hmm. because you have a complete view. You can leverage your exhaustive view on, on project, program, portfolio. Mm-hmm. You can really support your organization transformation journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I think you're really hitting something that I think is underestimated in the world of PMOs, which is PMO leaders, they'll talk about, well, why don't I have my seat at the table? I should just be there. Right. And I say, well, what are you doing for your business leaders? How are you helping to ensure that the strategy is being delivered with the highest possible return on investment for the organization as quickly as possible? Mm -hmm. And if they're not doing that, 
you know, why, why do they need you? Right. Uh So the bigger transformational activities, they're not going to trust that to somebody that can't, that hasn't proven that they can help deliver on the strategy. Right. And it is so critical that the PMO is helping to take from the very beginning of a project, from the very beginning of an idea, from the very beginning of the strategy being defined for the organization that you're helping to do what I call is be the strategy navigator, take that strategy Mm -hmm all the way through from the big idea, all the navigating it through delivery of not just benefits, but Mm -hmm. actual return on investment for those Mm -hmm. benefits. And if you have the right infrastructure in place to do that, then you can accomplish that. So I think this is wonderful. And these are really great, easy to understand, but not quite so easy to implement. It takes a little bit of work, right? (laughs) Steps in the process. So can you talk about how you've laid that out in the action-taking resource so people understand exactly how you're helping to support them and do what you're suggesting here? Sure. So you can download an ebook called Optimizing Project Selection that's really explain how to put in place this data visibility and this first step, this strategic alignment with the discussed, because that's, as we said, the foundation. So this ebook is available for download. Uh, Don't hesitate. And of course, reach out if you want to discuss further. I'll be very happy to continue the discussion. Yeah. And I cannot emphasize that enough. If you don't have strategic alignment, if your people doing the work don't understand how they connect to that big picture strategy, then you're not going to be able to help them stay aligned through the entire duration of that project and help ensure that it achieves the highest impact, the highest outcomes possible. And so it's a game changer. Strategic alignment, oftentimes we say, well, we're just going to take in the projects. We just do what everybody wants to do and we get as many of them done. If you cannot connect every single one of those projects to exactly what strategic objective they align to and why you're doing them in the first place, that is the very first place to start. And it sounds like, Valerie, you've got a fantastic resource for people to do that homework. So I highly recommend all of you impact drivers listening, go download that action taking resource, put it into action. You cannot make an impact until you take action on what you've learned. And the PMO Impact Summit is all about making an impact. So really encourage you to check it out, download it, put this stuff to work. And even if you just do this one thing, you will make a huge difference in your organization. Your business leaders will start saying, wow, that person's speaking my language. They get what I'm trying to do and they're going to help me on this journey. And don't forget, this episode is sponsored by Cyforma. Strengthen your PMO and make an impact by powering your decision-making. Cyforma PPM is project portfolio management software that will centralize your projects, planning, and resources into one system. Use this data, portfolio simulations, health scores, status overviews, and so much more to drive your strategy delivery decisions. Learn more at pmostrategies.com forward slash 076. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash 076. Check them out today. Valerie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Laura. It was a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. That's it for this session. Bye-bye for now. Bye.